Here it is. Yes, sir. Check, check, check. One, two. Mic check. One, two. This is Welcome to the Matt Violinist Podcast, episode a limb. Mm. Motherfucking a limb. <laughs> <laughs> I got a very special guest here. We got DJ Haitian Love in the building. What's good, bro? What's up, my brother? I'm happy to be here, family. I know. I'm glad you pulled up on short notice, too. Oh, that's cool. It's cool, bro. You got to show love when people show you love, bro. Now, that's a fact. I actually really appreciate that shit, too, because it's just like, there's a lot of people that I've asked to come on here. They'd be like, yeah, bro, I'll pull up, I'll pull up. And like, they haven't done it. <laughs> I'm like, bro, what you need? If you, if you need me to pull up and pick you up and, you know, get you an Uber or something like that, I want you on. I want to make your experience like, cool. You just like, all right, bro, just give me the date. I'll pull up whenever. It's like, all right. <laughs> and then you was here. I was like, yo, I fuck with that. Yeah, of course, I fuck bro. With of that. course, of course. I support, bro. Like, one, one entertainer to another entertainer, man. We got to network with each other, bro. Like, you never know what someone can do for you in the future, bro. Mm-hmm. For real, for real. Mm-hmm. And I, I really got by that because you never know what opportunities and doors can be open mm-hmm. just by networking with someone who has a, a platform or even someone similar to your skill set. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We shouldn't hate on each other. We shouldn't like withhold information from each other. Let's network. Let's work together so that way one of us can make it and you can put the other person on. You, really, <laughs> you know what I mean? You really believe in not withholding information? Nah, I, I, I don't. I don't hold. I don't. If it's something that can, if somebody did it for me, I'm gonna do it for someone else as well. Because I'm not gonna lie, this there's been like other violinists. I'd be like, oh, like Matt, where do you get your um soak instrumentals from? Just like the internet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, all right, yeah, the you internet. can do that. That's different. You know what I'm saying different. like th- those are like some sacred. Uh, oh, okay, some tips, some tips. Yeah, some sacred files, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But nah, it's lit that you're here, bro. It's really lit that you're here. I'm glad to have you here, bro. Oh, I'm, I'm glad. I'm happy to be here, bro. Let's do this. Yeah, man. Yo. So we was having a conversation about the starting of your DJ career. Yes. Specifically about when you started miking. Yeah. So as many of you, or some of you may not know, like when I started miking, one of my first experiences miking, I ended up stuttering really bad. Mm. Like really fucking bad. And for mm-hmm. somebody who didn't understand the art of miking and DJing at the same time, it kind of left a brutal scar on me. Oh, yeah, 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 it was, yeah. It was brutal, bro. It can, it can, the, people, the people of your audience can really it can really hurt your feelings you know what i mean because at the end of the day you're entertaining for them they're following your path so you're setting the mood mm-hmm. you're setting the vibe as the dj as the as the entertainer for the night you know what i mean so everybody has their attention and they're focused on you so now when you're doing things or you're saying things or you're acting a way that they're not agreeing with it's real present in their faces. They so know. It's like, damn. They know. <laughs> there's been there's been a time where um, I was I wasn't really informed on the audience that was in front of me. Mm-hmm. They hired me for the booking, and um, this is a lesson learned. And I I let this lesson be something that everyone can um, learn from. Pretty much, I took this booking for a birthday party, mm-hmm. um, for a particular surprise birthday party for a woman's husband. Right. So, you know, they gave me the address, they gave me the deposit, everything good to go, right? Mm-hmm. They tell me how many people's gonna be there. I'm like, I bet. I got my equipment, I know where it is. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, do what it do, right? Caribbean people, all right, I'm gonna do what it do. So, you know, I'm having a good old time playing the music, people enjoying themselves and all that. So now it's the turn up segment. Everybody mm-hmm. finishing eating, everybody wanna turn up, everybody wanna have fun. So we're doing it, right? I'm doing what it do. Everybody's having a good old time. Now, I start playing some hype music, you know, some hype soca, mm-hmm. some hype, um, some hype, you know, house music. And then they're Caribbean and they're Haitian. 
So I said, you know what? Let me go to the Haitian rah-rah segment. Mm-hmm. I go to the Haitian rah-rah segment, and then I play a particular song that, you know, I'm like, all right, they about to go crazy for this. And I play a particular Haitian rah-rah song, and then everybody just stops and look at me. And I'm like, what's going on? I've never, you know, got that look before. Everybody stops staring at me, and they're staring at me in disgust. Mm. So I'm like, what, what's going on? Like, I, I, I'm nervous now. Somebody come whispers to me and said, hey, they're religious. Oh, <laughs> so God. the song I played, the song I played represents voodoo. Oh, <laughs> it represents man. Yeah, it was a rap thing. So, <laughs> it was a rap thing, bro. <laughs> so, like, everybody is looking at me in disgust. Mm-hmm. And everybody stopped dancing. I killed the entire mood and vibe of the audience. Bro, I had a situation like that before, too. I remember um, I was DJing this um, graduation party. One of my homeboys, DJ So Real, like... He was just like, yo, I'm not really into the dance hall thing like that. Can you pull up and do and like do your thing? I'm like, yeah. I got you, bro. Like, don't even worry about the bread. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything this weekend. I'll pull up and do my thing. Yeah. So it's a graduation party. This this woman, she got her bachelor's. Mm. Right. Congrats. So you know, there's there's mad like family there. You know Absolutely. What I mean? So there's, there's mm-hmm. older folk, younger folk, some students, peers, or whatever. Yeah. So you know, I'm I'm reading the rooms. I'm just like, you know, I'm not gonna go crazy. I'm not gonna play like the raw versions. Yeah. You know, play a clean version. Keep it clean, of course. She was just like, yo, she pulled up to me. She was like, yo, can you just like go in with the cartel? I'm mm-hmm. just like, what do you mean? She was like, I see like you're playing like the clean versions. Like, can you just play the raw versions? In my head, I'm like, yo, I see your grandmother. Mm-hmm. I see your moms. Mm-hmm. I see your uncle. And they look religious too. Now you have a decision to make. Bro, bro. What did you do? I, I did what she asked me to do. So you followed her I, I, and I, not the audience. I asked, I said, yo, are you sure? She was like, yeah, it'll be fine. You know, Because be fine. she's the one paying you. Yeah. Correct, but she's not being. She's she, not a receptive. DJ. She, of course, she's not a DJ. She's not being receptive of the audience that's right. in front of you. She's only being. She's only worrying about her needs. Her needs, exactly. Her her wants for the party. But go ahead. Granted, it is her party. Mm-hmm. It is her day. Mm-hmm. So I can understand that. But I gave her a firm. Are you sure? She was like, "Yeah, go ahead, do your thing." I was like, "All right." And when I give that eye, I'm just like. I can foresee a very bad car accident happening. Mm. Bro, the first song that I played, I just saw the uncle doing this. He looked like a referee. Like, you know, no. somebody, yeah, you know how somebody like, tried to kick a field goal? He just looked no at you good. with that, like, with that like, serious no. face. He's no. like, no. What are you doing? <laughs> I was just like, you see, I, I was trying to tell you. Just trying to tell you. And I cut it off. Now everybody looking at me like I'm a rookie and I'm a scrub. I'm mm-hmm. just like, Like right, you got no respect. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Let, let, me, let, me, let me tell you something. When it comes to this... When it comes to the private event game, like a lot of people don't understand that there's a difference between being a club DJ and a DJ who does private events. There's a lot of style and a lot of mixing and a type of mixing that you're going to do for a private event crowd. What I mean by private event crowd, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about baby showers, communions, weddings, christening, sweet 16s, you know, birthday parties as far as, you know, 21 year old, 50 you know, significant, you know, ages, mm-hmm. you know, um, when you're doing these private events, you're not going to play on the same way you're playing in the club. Not Certain at all. songs that you're, that doesn't really um, gravitate to the audience in a private event, it might not gravitate in the club. Certain songs in the club is not going to gravitate to the private event. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's different. Um, people need to understand when you're doing a private event, the safest thing to do is play all clean music because there's people of all different ages at these events 
clean music. You right. cannot go wrong with clean music. You're in the club, you want to go dirty, depends on what you're saying on the microphone, go ahead, be my guest. But when you're doing that private event, be respectful of all of the people at the entire event. Mm-hmm. That's ages from, from two months old mm-hmm. to 70 years old, 80 years old. So that's Bro. one of the tips that I can say, I give to everyone on the outside is that whenever I'm doing a private event, I only play clean music. I, if I if I don't have it clean, I don't play. Period. And that's the safest way to do it. Safest. I remember I did this one sweet sixteen too. Like um, I got the okay from the parents, mom and dad, and from the girl whose party I was DJing. They're like, yo, you can play whatever you want. It's her day. Do whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. She wants to. She wants the dirty versions. Play the dirty versions. Go ahead. We don't care. Bro, her grandmother was there. Pulled up to me and blackout. She like turn that fucking shit off. And then I was just like, I don't know who she is, bro. Mm-hmm. She was old, like, and like, she was very pissed like, off. I'm talking about like brittle. So it was just like there, there was like this um step onto the stage. You had okay. to take a big step, bro. She could barely even get up on the stage and just she, to come and say that to you, bro. She was legit about to like scrap between like me and like with me and blackout. And me wow. and blackout just looking at each other. It's just like, yo, she's really about to come on the stage. Mm-hmm. So eventually, when she got on the stage, the parents came. And then um, the girls whose party it was, and they got off the stage. Like when they got her off the stage, they were trying to usher and usher her to like you know the front where everybody was like you know chilling like towards the lobby and everything. Yeah. And she was cussing me and blackout out mm, the entire night, going walking back and forth, off, <laughs> going off on us. And then like the parents just kept apologizing to me and blackout. They were embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I'm just like yo, d- don't worry about it. Trust me, me and blackout have dealt with some crazy shit. Yeah. And I and 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 like our um DJ career. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this this was just like a little cute laugh. But they were embarrassed, bro. Yeah. It, it's it's there's many moments, bro. There's times there's lateness. There's lateness times. There's not being punctual to events that can a lot of things can go wrong. Mm-hmm. I I've, I've, I say I've experienced. A lot of different things. I've, I would say the the most pressure I've gotten at an event was I was late for somebody's wedding. Mm-hmm. The one time I've done at least now, not to be cocky, but I've done my. I'm, I say I'm approaching. I'm approaching high eighties. Or 90, high 80s when it comes to weddings. You could definitely I, be cocky. You, you could be cocky on this platform. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You earned it. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Reaching, like, I'm reaching there. Like, and I'm reaching there. You know, throughout my throughout my DJ career, I'm reaching that many weddings now. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I'm reaching that number. And throughout all the weddings I have done, I have never, you know, knock on wood, have been late for wedding except for this one. And the reason why, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I was late for this particular wedding was because... He changed the time, the start time of the wedding, and I didn't get to put it in my calendar. Mm. So now, on the original contract, it shows a different time. He didn't want me there for the ceremony. He wanted me just for the reception. But he did contact me um, probably like, I think a month prior, Mm -hmm. saying, hey, listen, I need you there at this time. But I guess at that particular moment, I was doing so much when he called me. I didn't put it in my calendar. It happens. And I go to my calendar for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, my contracts, I'm making sure, my setups and everything. At that particular time, I was doing pretty much my wedding setups all myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't have my assistant at the time where he would go set up for me and things of that sort. It was just me doing my wedding setups. So now, the day of the wedding, um, I get a phone call from somebody who's in the bridal party talking about, hey, are you making your way there right now? And I said, 
why would I be making it with right now? It's three thirty. Mm-hmm. You know, it starts at seven. They said, no, it doesn't. It starts at five. I said, it starts at five. I said, I said five, and I thought about. It. I said, oh my god, you forgot to change it. It starts at five, <laughs> and it's three thirty, and I'm in Fort Hamilton, Brooklyn. It's in old, um, it's an old Westbury, like it's in, it's it's, it's by Roosevelt Field Mall. Mm-hmm. So there's no way I'm gonna get there by five o'clock from mm-hmm. where I'm at. It's gonna take me at least an hour and a half to two hours to get to Queens, right? For that for that rush hour traffic. So now I'm panicking. I'm rushing to Queens. As I'm rushing to Queens, I call one of my DJ friends. Yo, listen, bro. I'm in a big bind. I need you to do the ceremony for me, bro. I'm, I'm going to be crazy late. Just go over there. This is a song that they need or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just go over there as fast as you can. He said, yo, I'm at work right now, but I think I can make it there before you. I said, I bet. Go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Right? So now he's going, he's going, he's going. So now the groom is calling me. It's 5 o'clock, and I still even get to my crib yet. Right? It's 5 o'clock. It's 4.30. It's 4.30. Let me ask you a question. Before you continue, did you ignore those calls? No. I took the calls at first. You lied. No, 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 no. <laughs> I took the calls at first, right? At 4.30, the hall is calling me. I was at Chateaubriand, mm-hmm. right? Chateaubriand, um, the maitre d' calling me mm-hmm. at 4.30. Like, hey, where you at? I want to set you up. Da, da, da. I said, I'm on my way. Da, da, da. I'm in traffic. Da, 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 da. Right? He called me. Don't answer. Right, he didn't call me. I said, I said, what it is? Groom called me. He said, yo, what's up, bro? Where you at? Da, 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 da. I said, yo, I'm in some traffic. Da, 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 da. My partner's going to be there soon. Mm-hmm. And you can just, he'll, he'll set up for the ceremony. All right? He said, okay, you sure? I said, yeah, my partner's going to be there soon. Mm-hmm. My partner's in traffic. He's coming from out east. <sighs> I'm coming from west. He's coming from east. So now he's in crazy traffic. They call me at 515. I'm like, oh. I'm rushing. I'm, I'm close to my house now at 515. Mm-hmm. Right? So now I'm close to my house at 515. He's calling me, where you at? Where you at? Right? I said, yo, my partner's going to be there any minute. Where he at? He's still not here. I'm calling my boy. I said, where you at, bro? I'm in traffic, bro. I'm in traffic. Uh-huh. I get to my house at 530. I, ru- I, I run, to, run inside. Throw all the equipment in my car. Run, take it. I didn't even take a shower. I just, <laughs> I run downstairs. I had to iron a shirt. Oh I had to God. iron pants. I didn't get to take a shower, bro. You know what's funny, too? You know when you really start to feel that time crunch? When you're waiting for that iron to get hot. Mm. Be like, yo, this shit can't move any slower. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I've been there, bro. I've oh been there. Oh, my God. Bro. I'm rushing like a... I'm sweating like a monster, bro. Mm. I'm sweating like a monster. I'm over here rushing this, rushing this, rushing this. Take my shirt, right? I'm like, yo, where you at? Where you at? He's like, yo, I'm about to be there soon. It's like five. It's like 5.40 or 5.45. Right, mm-hmm. so now I get on the highway at five forty-five. Right, boom, get home five thirty. I grab this stuff, like I put all my stuff in the car in like six minutes. Then run downstairs, grab my shirt, iron my shirt and pants in like six minutes. Run to the car, grab my shoes, run to the car. All right, run to the car, run to the car. I start driving, move hop on the highway. Crazy traffic still. Mm. Right, they're holding off, they're holding off, they're holding off. My boy gets there at six fifteen. God damn. He gets there at 6.15. And what get, time was it, was it I, supposed to start? It's at 5. He gets there at 6.15. They, right, I get there at 6.30. They just start the ceremony. Like, right when I get there, they just started. Mm-hmm. So they found a way to play through the house speakers or whatever. So they start the ceremony. He's like, oh, we just started the ceremony. 
you can sit up for the reception. And the maitre d' has the craziest stink attitude with me. He's so big, man. Like, he don't want to say that. He don't want to look at me and discuss. Right? But I, you know, I, don't, I don't care. It's not your right? wedding. I, didn't I mean, I know, I know he has to, like, he's like the middleman between communicating yeah, with you course. and the bride and groom. Of course, and I'm of sure course. that they probably had questions that he couldn't answer. Yeah, so I'm setting up for the reception. So after the reception, I see one of the people's in the bridal party, like, Come up to me like, yo, lover, what happened, man? Like, what's going on? I say, yo, bro. And I'm texting the nigga like, yo, groom, like, yo, bro. I'm so sorry, bro. Like, it's crazy traffic. Uh, uh, uh. And I said to him like, yo, you know what? Forget about the remaining balance, bro. I'll hook you up. Right. I, remaining balance is, is off. Is, is off. So that's like 700 I'm out of right there. <laughs> right? I like, I'm out of right there. They was like, yo, she's like, yo. Like, one of my friends in the bar was like, love, you better make this shit lit. Right? You better make this shit lit. So I said, right, I gotta make this shit lit. I gotta make this shit lit. Mm-hmm. Right? I was really gonna make it lit, but I said, you know, I gotta give some extra vibes. So now the reception, the reception um, starts. I was like, give me the list, whatever. So I'm getting the list, and I'm hyping up the crowd crazy before I even bring them out. And everybody's hype, everybody's turned up, and everybody can hear. Mm-hmm. The bridal party can hear outside the doors. Right? And they come out, and I shout them out. I'm like, yo, make some noise. <laughs> now y'all can do better than that. Come on. <laughs> Everybody's hype, everybody's jumping, everybody's this, right? So that when finally the broom and, broom and um, bride come out, I said, hey, everybody get up out your seats. Da-da-da-da. And everybody's screaming and yelling, going crazy. And then they come out and they smile and they cheese. And so the, the entrance was lit. The As first dance be. was lit, crazy mm-hmm. lit. And they sat down, right? And he came up to me, right? He came up to me. I said, yo, bro, I'm about to make your wedding OD lit right now, all right? That's my bad because of the traffic. But I'm about to make your wedding OD lit. Don't worry about the rebound. He's like, you know what, lover, you did. I, I see what you're talking about, bro. He wasn't. He wasn't so mad. He right. wasn't mad after he had that conversation one to one with him. And I said to him, yo, forget about the remaining balance. Mm-hmm. You good? Let me take care of you. Mm-hmm. He's like, good. And then he he was no longer upset. The bride was no longer upset. And then they just enjoyed the wedding. But here's the funny thing. I saved him. Talk about karma. I saved him. And the reason why I saved him. Was because they originally had 150 guests, mm-hmm. but the mom and dad decided to take it upon themselves and invite church members. Oh, you know it gets crazy after that. So now we're gonna have five thousand th- after that. <laughs> there were a total of 240 guests mm-hmm. that were unpaid for that needed to get paid that night. Mm. So pretty much use your remaining balance. They use my remaining balance to get and dipping into their pockets. Yeah, of course. Of to course. pay for because them plates be like depending on where you go, one hundred fifty dollars a plate or some shit like that. One hundred dollars, one hundred fifty dollars a plate, bro. Yeah. This was a and this was a Thursday wedding. Remember, at this particular time, this is what this is the era when people just started doing Thursday weddings because they found it was cheaper mm-hmm. than doing the Saturday than the Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The Friday. So, um, man, I saved them <laughs> at this time. I saved them because they would have been. Real assed out <laughs> if it wasn't for that. And you know what's funny too? Like I, I always speak on um when it comes to like character yeah. of other musicians and other DJs and everything, I always speak on like integrity. And it's just like with you being late, it's just like you ain't have to do that. You mm-hmm. could have been late. Mm-hmm. Like I I'm not setting nothing up until I get my remaining balance. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I've done stuff with people like that too. It's just like, yo, I made a mistake, I was late too. Don't worry about it. It's not all about the bread. Yeah, it isn't. It you know what I'm saying? Right. Even though this is my livelihood, even though I dedicated my entire life to get to this point, 
It's just like at the end of the day, I still want to be. I want to have integrity when I do business with people. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying people and value that way better. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like I want it to be easy for you. You mm. hire me. You liked me. I'll come through. I'll be early. I'll be on time. I'll do my job to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. Pay me, and that's it. Mm-hmm. If I make a mistake somewhere, it's just like I can compensate you for making it a bit more of a challenge. Yeah. After the contracts and deposit and everything was all set, mm-hmm. set and done. But you know, it's funny. Speaking about um, having other DJs like set up for you and everything. As a musician, especially for like the new ones that are up and coming, you need those people to pull up for you. In those tight corner spots. Yes. Bro. You do. I Okay. I will never, ever forget this. This is back when Apple Music first dropped. So you can get like, you could pay like $7, $8 a month, whatever whatever it was. Yeah. Right? I was still on a free trial. Never forget this. I had to DJ this um, Christmas party for like this uh, doctor's office. Okay. It was like, probably mm-hmm. like 30, 40 people tops. Mm-hmm. I've done it last year. I love those. <laughs> I do, love those. Could do it in your sleep kind of mm-hmm. thing, right? I love those. Four hours, three hours, that's it. Now, mind you, I had my like 2011 top laptop for about six, seven years at this point. Mm. I'm one of those people that like, t- I do my best to take care of all my electronics, mm-hmm. all of them. So, excuse me. The graphics card failed. Now, so the screen went out? Everything went out. And this was at the, like, this was at, like, the beginning of the event. So it's just like, okay, fine. I, I try my best not to panic because in my head, the worst decisions that I've made come from places of panic. So I'm just like, okay, your laptop's not working right now. Figure it out. I'm like, all right, let me just plug in my phone. I have my aux, plug in my phone, put it on Apple Music. It was all like jazz and everything. So I'm like, all right, just try to figure it out. Bro, that shit was not starting up mm. at all. And my homeboy, DJ So Real, yo, his girl was pregnant, like about to bus pregnant, about to pop kind of pregnant, like have the baby at any moment. Mm-hmm. He came to your rescue. Bro, I was like, yo, I could not be in more of an emergency right now. Can you please just bring your laptop to, to like this location that I'm at? He's like, yo, don't worry about it. I'll be there in like 30 minutes. Mind you, I was trying to troubleshoot my laptop for about a solid hour. Mm-hmm. The event is only three hours. So after that first hour went by, Everybody's just like, oh, can we dance now? Can we dance now? So it's just like, it's part of my job not to allow them to see me sweat. Yeah. Bro, I am panicking in my head. Mm-hmm. They're like, can you play something like more upbeat? I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, I got you, I got you, I got mm-hmm. you. Mind you, once I put my head back into the laptop, I'm, I'm pressing mad buttons. Yeah, trying to get go, shit working. Going online, trying to figure out what's going on. It was a graphics card. Can't do nothing about it. Nothing. Bro, they came up to me about a solid three or four times. Each time they came up to me, they started to get more and more impatient. Of course. I'm just like, so this one woman came up to me. She's like, I don't know what's going on, but it seemed like there's something wrong. I'm just like, okay, I'm going I'm, to I'm come clean. This is what's going on. The laptop's not working. And as I was explaining it to her, So Real came in. And he just threw his laptop right on the N7 like, mm-hmm. deck, plugged Boom. in. I was like, never mind, never mind, never mind. I'll be good. Started mm-hmm. going in. I ain't know none of his cues, none of, nothing. Mm-hmm. But, um, Bro, he saved he saved my life, bro. He mm. saved he saved my reputation because mm. it's just like in them points at that time, there is nothing you can do. Nothing. You are, shout out to him, man. Shout out to DJ Soro for real. Yo, he's that's, saved. That's, that's a shooter right there. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, right it works. It works both ways. So even with these new musicians too, new musicians, new DJs, whatever. Like have somebody that can save you. Have those people you can call on. But also when they call on you, you better pull up. Absolutely. I pulled up on I pulled up on So Real like on mad different occasions. He's like, "Yo, my power cord for my NS7 stopped working." He pulled up on me. I'm like, "I don't feel like doing it, but 
I'm gonna do it for you. I'm, I'm gonna do it for you. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I know how it is mm-hmm. when something fails on you. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely, they're, they're in a lost place. I've, I've, I've pulled up on some of my homeboys. Shout out to, um, shout out to DJ Luco out on the outside. Oh man, I saved his life too many times, <laughs> right? And 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 his family, his family loves me for that because I saved him so many times. But I would say, um, yeah, I've saved you know other homeboys, you know. When the speakers fail, they they had an event and they don't, they don't got speakers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like they 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 asked out. Um, one of my boys saved me one time before I was at a private event. They said they had equipment in there, everything in there, ready to go. And then I walked up in there, nothing. They had a mixing board. They also had a mixing board, not not a DJ mixing board. I know what you a, mean. An eight channel mm-hmm. mixing board for microphones and instruments. That's mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, are you serious? And like, it's like, yo. Party starts in 10 minutes. Luckily, I had a friend that was 10 minutes away, mm-hmm. you know, that I said, yo, bro, I'm in a bind. I need equipment right now. I can't drive all the way back to Queens. Can I hold your stuff? And he's like, yo, bro, come get it right now. And, you know, he saved me. But I would say the most memorable time I saved someone. I'm not going to say this <laughs> DJ's name. This is a celebrity DJ that we that we both know, man. I'm not going to put him on blast. Aye, 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 right? Aye, aye. But this is a celebrity DJ, right? International celebrity DJ, mm-hmm. right? Who was booked for a wedding. All right? He was booked for a wedding and this is and this is why I say to um certain DJs, it's cool, it's great for you to have your own set, you know, your your all your equipment, all the things that you need for a wedding, but it's even better to have a partner or a teammate who comes and do the setup for you. It makes it easier because that way if you got to shoot to the club after the person that's doing the setup, you pay them to set up and to break down equipment and you can shoot out, right? right? This particular celebrity DJ had his person that comes and gives him speakers and stuff like that. And he just comes in, plugs up, turns up the party, you know, pays his guy, leaves. So this particular DJ made the error of booking the date on a Thursday when actually the wedding was on a Tuesday. So now, he's not even in town. Mm. He's in Florida. The wedding is in New York on a Tuesday night. The, the clients, the bride and groom, messages his manager and said, hey, what time is the DJ going to come pull up? He says, what do you mean? He said, um, the DJ's not here. There's no setup here. He said, wait a second. You're booked for Thursday. She said, no, my wedding is now. Yikes. So he goes into the contract, goes into the contract, and he goes, oh, shit. Mm. He calls his DJ. DJ's, oh, shit. We thought it was Thursday. They said, no, it's Tuesday. That's what you signed for. This is just on the contract. Mm-hmm. They made the error, right? The DJ and his manager made the error. So now... There's a fellow DJ in the audience, but he's a retired DJ. He can't do nothing. Mm -hmm. So now this celebrity DJ calls his right-hand man. His right-hand man can't do nothing for him. Damn. Right? He calls person, he comes, his his backup number two. Backup number two can't do nothing for him. Hmm. He texts me. He called, he texts me, hit me up, 911 emergency. Right? He doesn't really hit me up like that. So I answer, I'm like, yo, what's up, bro? He said, yo, what you doing right now? 
I said, I'm in the crib. What up? He said, yo, bro, I need you to do a wedding. I said, what date? He said, right now. I said, right now? He said, yes, right now. I said, bro, I, I, don't, got, I don't got space to carry equipment and all that stuff like that right mm-hmm. now. I don't got no, 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 no SUV with me right now. He said, don't worry about that. Just get over there. I said, where is it? He said, it's at Chateaubriand. Mm. I said, he said, get over there. Like I said, I said, when does it start? He said, it started already. <laughs> I need you here right away. I said, you see? I said, you see? That's all right. Bet. Hop in the shower. Right? As I hop in the shower, I guess he calls the people and said, I'm sending Haitian lover. The DJ that's retired in the crowd calls me up. Mm-hmm. He said, yo, I just, not even two minutes. He called me up and said, yo, bro. I just heard that you come in, in place of this DJ right now. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. He said, yeah, I'm pulling up right now, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm getting dressed right now. I'll make my way over there. Boom. It's like 7 o'clock. No traffic on the highway real quick. Boom. Iron my shirt real quick. 20 minutes, 30. I leave my house in 20 minutes. I get there in like 22 minutes. Mm. Boom. I get there as I'm walking in. Hi, Asian lover. Hi, Asian lover. Right? The bride, the bridal party already know who I am. Hi, Asian lover. I'm like, oh, how you doing? How you doing? Right? And right next I said, thank you, thank you so much for saving. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I walk up into that reception room. Matt, there's like 350 people. Oh, my God. 350 people in this wedding, bro. No speakers, no nothing. The dude who assists that particular DJ, is he's bringing equipment right now. Sweating up a storm. Setting stuff as fast as he can. Setting the speakers, setting up a facade. All this stuff as fast as he can. Setting up, setting up. All right, boom, I'm plugging in, I'm plugging in, all that stuff like that. As I'm setting up, I see this group of people I know, this group of people I know, this group of people I know. I'm like, wow, this person, I said, whoever's getting married must be somebody popular mm-hmm. because I recognize a whole bunch of people in the audience. Right. Like who are guests for the wedding. So now the MC comes, he, you know, he hypes up the crowd, you know, makes them laugh about the lateness for this. And then the bride and brew come in. I turn up the wedding. I turn up the wedding. You know what I mean? They're like, yo, they're so, they're so grateful. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to lie. The fact that I came in and saved this particular celebrity DJ, mm-hmm. right, was a great look for me. Because so many people asked me for my card. And, um, um, you know, I, I, I met the bride and groom. You know, they were so grateful. They threw me a tip. You know what I mean? Towards their day. They already paid him. For this wedding. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he had to later on send me some bread for the wedding for doing that job for him, which he did. Mm-hmm. Which as I he should. Thank you. As he should. As he you should. know what I'm saying? So, you know, I was grateful for that. And um, probably two, three months later, um, I was at another event and the bride and groom, I didn't recognize them, but they came up to me mm-hmm. and they said to me like, yo, they came up to me and they said, hey, how you remember me? I said, I, I look at him. I, I don't really remember him exactly. He said, you did my wedding the other day. Because of, you know, in, in, in replacement of this person. I said, oh, yeah, yeah I remember, I remember. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, I just want to let you know that you are blessed. I said, what do you mean? He said, what you did for us that day is a blessing that you're going to receive. Sooner or later, God will bless you, you know what I'm saying, with good karma for doing something for that moment. And you, know, you stop what you were doing to come do that for us. And a lot of people wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you might have looked at it as a minor thing, but that's a really big thing you did. For us, because you know, what I mean, we're and and they were they were church related too, and it was just that they were you know they were turn up crowd, but they're having a church, and it was like, yo, you're really all blessed, you know, what I'm saying blessing, whatever you can do for you, just let us know. Mm-hmm. And you know, what I mean, I I really felt 
I really felt happy with myself, you know what I mean, at that time, because you never know what good things you do for people can affect others, you know what I mean? So you always need somebody to hold you down, like you said. All Always need somebody in your circle, bro, in your corner, bro. <laughs> bro, because I, I guarantee you, because, like, mind you, when my situation happened, my laptop was showing no symptoms. None. Literally none. It was working like Perfectly it fine. was brand new. Mm-hmm. The moment I see a symptom, I take it right to the Apple store. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with it? Yeah. Well, this is acting a little funny. Change it right now. That's going to be 700 Change it right now. Like, I need it, I need it to work. No symptoms, no nothing. That's a fact. Did you have it, um, your music backed up? Always. Okay. I learned the hard way one time. Oh. One time. I was like, nope, never again. Okay. Never again. So That's it's good. always backed up. Mm-hmm. But again, it's, it's just like, it's you almost like need like two laptops. Yeah, you do. You really you do. do. You do. Absolutely. You do. That's, that's another story. I, I do think that like Apple should find a way to like mirror hard drives. You can. It's not, it's not through Apple though. I can inform you on how to do it. I learned it when, unfortunately, one time my laptop got stolen. Oh, man. Yeah, they broke into my car. They stole my laptop. What saved me was that I had an old, an older laptop that I gave to one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he took the old laptop, and he still had everything. He took out my hard drive, and he saved it. Like He took the hard drive out of my computer, mm-hmm. out the old computer, and he saved it. Mm-hmm. And he said, bro, I told him what happened, bro. I said, yo, son, I'm so screwed, bro. Like, I haven't backed up my music in over, like, two years, bro. Like, I lost mad music. He said, bro, you see the laptop you gave me in February? It was in August. He's like, the laptop you gave me in February, I have everything there. So Just on SSD, just right? Music, yep, on a, a solid state hard drive. He said, yo, listen, all you need to download is music that you had from March to August. So everything else is saved in the same format. He said, I'm going to show you what to do. So he did it. He put it back in. He made the um, external... He made the um, solid state hard drive. You had a um, a piece to make it an external hard drive. Mm-hmm. I've, so, I've done. I, I have all the pieces to do that. Oh, so you could do that. So you so you know what I'm talking about. But I'm just talking about like just a solid, just like yo, whatever. I mirror. Do here. Yes, you can mirror. There's an app. There's an app. I think I still have it on my on my laptop. Mm-hmm. There's an app that you can get, bro. And you just connect the wire. You connect the USB to USB. You can mirror your laptop to exactly the same way mm-hmm. on the other laptop. Mirror it literally, like confuse the laptop, like like it, like it's a clone. Right, everything the same. Your Serato, your 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 Logic, whatever you have set up will be mirrored. Same form, same files, everything. Because bro, at this point, it save you time to mirror. Bro, I'm gonna need like forty laptops. <laughs> I go live because like yo, just dumb shit be happening, man. I I don't be having no time for that kind of shit, man. Mm-hmm. Like it, it happens, know, bro. It, no, it really does. It really. There's nothing you could do about it. Nothing. Nothing. If it, it cops out, it cops out. But you know, you know what's funny too. I can tell who's like a rookie and who's a pro based on how they treat these situations when shit hits the fan. If you are panicking, like I don't, oh my god, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I'm like, it's your first time, right? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- relax. Mm-hmm. Calm down. Calm down. Mm-hmm. Because whatever is about to happen is gonna happen. Regard. You can't do nothing it, about it. It already did. Mm-hmm. It's easier for you to just calm down. Make some deci- some decisions. You gotta start making phone calls. Start mm-hmm. calling people. It don't matter. Call your mom, your grand. It don't matter. Call somebody. Yeah. Somebody has an answer for you. Mm-hmm. Figure You're it right. out. You're right. You gotta figure it out. This it's is part of the game. It's it separates the pros from the rookies. It, it it like you said, that is a rookie mistake, and it happens to the best of us. It's gonna happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's gonna happen. Like you're a driver. There's gonna be one day you're gonna catch a flat tire. 
You know what I'm saying? There, mm-hmm. There's going to be one day your car might break down. These are things that are going to happen. Yep. It's going to happen. You can't fight it. You can be as precautious as you want to be precautious, but it's going to happen. It might be severe or it might be light, but it's going to happen. I had an event where a girl spilled liquid on my DJ controller. Did you stone the cold be- stun her? Like- <laughs> In the beginning of the baby shower. It was a baby shower, outdoor baby shower. Beautiful outdoor baby shower. I'm talking about the backyard is decorated and, and, and um, beautiful tables, beautiful beautiful chairs. Like they bring in sterling, they, they put gold, um, gold, gold, um, what is it, sternums and stuff like to put to serve the to serve the, the guests. The dude, let me tell you how what level this baby shower was. Mm. The dude, the father to be, has his Bentley in the driveway. Oh God. Has his Bentley in the driveway. It's big boss baby shower. Big boss baby shower. Mm-hmm. So now I'm over here. I'm chilling. You know what I mean? It just started. This girl decided to put her cup on my laptop stand. For what reason? I don't know why. Who? What was the purpose of this? Who gave her permission? No one. She puts her drink on my laptop stand. It spills. It falls on the equipment. I'm like, oh, quick. I said, once it falls right away, I take a paper. I wipe it down. I'm like, I maybe didn't get into the cracks. Mm-hmm. I maybe didn't get into the cracks. Maybe didn't get into cracks. 10 minutes later. Started tweaking. Stuff started flashing <laughs> on its own. I said, oh, shit. <laughs> right? It's all right. This is about to go down. It's time to wait, think. What you going to do, H? What you going to do? I said, okay. Think, 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 think. All right. <clears throat> all right. Here we go. What can I can I play music without the controller? Yes, I can. The RCA wire mm-hmm. to three point five. Mm-hmm. Plugged it in, right? I said, okay, then I can't reach you from my laptop. My phone, my phone, boom. Took my phone, plugged in the RCA wire into my phone. Mm-hmm. Plugged into the speaker. Let a mix play. One of my DJ mixes play. <laughs> I let the mix play, right? I said, all right, boom, we put two mixes back to back in my iTunes. Mm-hmm. So if this finishes, the next one will, will play automatic. And you got time to figure it out. Take time to figure it out, right? I, as this comes, I said, you know, I got another controller in the crib. I'm going to have to run home and get that other controller, mm-hmm. right? Because this is before Ubers, all right? So I couldn't call nobody to put my controller in an Uber. Because this times where I've called people and say, hey, put my speaker in an Uber. Put my sneakers, my shoes, my shirt mm-hmm. in an Uber. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But at this time, I had to run home, thirty, like 20 minutes away, drive 20 minutes away, grab the controller, throw it in my car, and drive back. And during the middle of the party, I'm switching controllers. Plugged in, like nothing happened. And I said to the lady, um, you're responsible for this right now. It's happens to go for so you could Google it and see how much it's going to cost you to fix it. And we Googled it, and it was a $1,000 controller. I said, so you're in a debt of $1,000. So the lady gave me all this contact information. Later on that week, she gave me $500. Two, three weeks later, she gave me another $500. Mm. And I said, all right, that is, that is done. We good. You know what I mean? That's, so that's cool. It Bro, is what it is. It's, 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 it's little experiences. It's, this, it's time. This, this was funny. I had, a, I had a situation, bro. This is before like Serato DJ um, dropped, so they, they didn't have like the two decks and like one program. Yeah. So one time, one of my controllers fucked up. Mm. Power source. Bro, I had to open up Scratch Live, and then I had to open up Itch. Ooh, <laughs> smart. So you know how you can smart. swipe over with four fingers? Yeah. I had to match up the BPM. So I'll play one song, mm-hmm. swipe over to the next, start mm-hmm. fading it out, swipe back over, load up the next song, 
and do this whole thing all over again. Yo, people was pulling up to me like, yo, you were killing now. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yo, <laughs> it was crazy. I'm, yo, it's funny. To all wow. like the musicians and DJs, wow. you have to be creative in them situations. That's how you know who is the most creative and who is really built for this. Mm-hmm. How do mm-hmm. you react? Wow. When there are situations where you are not supposed to like win. Mm-hmm. Like That's, at all. Yeah. Bro, I shelled a whole party. That way in the control no controller. No controller. <laughs> no controller, bro. <laughs> Scratch live and itch. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's it, bro. <laughs> one side of each. One to one. <laughs> made it work. Wow. Made it work, bro. Wow. That's 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 skill and technique right there, brother. Yo, <laughs> I, it's... I, I applaud you for that one, brother. I applaud you for that one. <laughs> a lot of people would not, would not have thought about that. They would have gave up. They would have gave up. Or they would have just talked before the next song plays. They would stop the song, talk, and then play the next song. Speaking of talking, before we started this podcast, we was actually having a conversation about miking parties. Yes. And for those who don't know about my miking experience, the first time I ever miked a party, I was following up Spinfo. I told this story on um, the previous episode, on Blackout's episode. Mm-hmm. But anyway, long story short... I didn't know how to mic. I got on the mic. I stuttered like a motherfucker. I embarrassed myself. I ain't never talk again. <laughs> Damn near. Right? It took me a few years to like really watch other MCs mm-hmm. and other DJs who are also MCing as well to understand the art of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, bro, there was a point in time I literally had to like lock myself in a room. I locked myself in a room and I did every scenario. Okay. Like, okay, you have two pioneers. You got two CDJs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you play on, on two CDJs and talk. Bet. Oh, yeah. Right? Cool. Mm-hmm. Turned off one CDJ on the left side. All right. Can you can you do that same thing? Same speed, same mm-hmm. mix, same cleanness. Can mm-hmm. you do it and mic on the right side? Yeah. Can you? I bet. Cool. Now, do it on the left side. Did it on the left side. Yeah. It's not that easy, bro. It's not. You, <laughs> no, you really have to train your body to learn how to do it. You have to like rearrange your cues and everything. And then after that, I'm like, all right, bet. That was cute. Can you do it on internal mode? Mm. Did it on internal mode. That that took some time. You know what I'm saying? To like really get it clean. Yeah. There's times in clubs where somebody spilt some shit on the mixer. Mixer's not working right. Or one CD or one CD play is not working right. That's another good one. I'm glad you said that because <laughs> the first time I learned um the um the DJ said instant doubles. Instant doubles is a term um for anyone who's not a DJ. Um instant doubles is a term where you can pretty much um mix with one cdj or one side of your controller what happens is that it's a setting that you put on your um serato program where once you play it on one particular side you can drag it over or click over to the other side and it'll play at the same tempo and the same spot at the same speed Mm -hmm. of the songs you're playing on the other side so now you really only need one side to play and now it's become so popular that when you're talking with an mc that the MC just stays on that one side and just puts up the channel up and down, up and down, right. up and down. So that way he doesn't even have to touch what you got going on He's on the other side. He's not in your way or nothing. So pretty much the first time I learned about this feature was during a party. During a big party at a club, Labor Day weekend, right? This one DJ, shout out to DJ Mastermind, right? That's, That's my Mas- guy. DJ Mastermind, guy. yeah, that's a, that's that's a cool brother right there, mm-hmm. right? DJ Mastermind, um, it was him and I playing at what was um, known at that time was it was called Club Venus. Mm-hmm. Then they changed it to Nova, then they changed it to all these other stuff, right? But back in the day it was XO, but it club to Club Venus. It was Club Venus at the time, Labor Day weekend, and he 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 puts up a great set, 
right? I'm playing behind him with one of my boys. Like, he puts up a great set. I'm not going to lie to you. Mastermind had the club shaking. He had the club moving. Mm-hmm. So now I got to come and follow up after he just finished having the club moving. And I'm seeing him do it. He's like, oh, you know, it's instant doubles. The other side don't work. I said, what? He said, this side don't work. I said, what do you mean it doesn't work? He said, it doesn't work, man. Like, you got to use instant doubles. I said, what's that? He said, every time you play a song here, you drag it to the other side. So you play it, you drag it. You play it, you drag it. You keep mixing to one side. Mm-hmm. You play it, you drag it. I said, oh, shit. He said, let me show you. I'm watching him. I'm watching him. And I said, okay, okay, all right. I think I got it. I think I got it. So I did it. I messed up like maybe two times right. or three times. And then I started to get it for the rest of the evening. And that, shit, was, that shit is different. Like like having to break a flow, like like a, a traditional yes. flow and learn something on the spot. On that, the spot. That shit is On rough. the spot in front of. Hundreds of people, mm-hmm. hundreds of people, while they're staring at you, and they expect you to just know what you're doing, to know what you're doing, provide the vibe for the crowd, and keep them moving. Because the minute you do not do that, you're ridiculed. Mm-hmm. It can stop your booking flow. That you're means saved. a loss, you're loss saved. of money. Here, people, loss of money. Your reputation can get sour now because of the fact that the equipment is not working correctly. You see what we have to deal with? Bad equipment. That's something that we all hate. Musicians hate that. DJs hate that. Mm-hmm. Um, 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 singers, MCs hate that. When a microphone sounds like crap, you know what I'm saying? Bands, they hate that. Speakers that sound like crap. This is technical difficulties that we have to go through. You understand? And um, when it came to when it came to being in front of this audience, like you said, um, and miking and having that particular skill and talent of knowing what to say, when to say it, and how to say it mm-hmm. is something that is not as easy. Because as we all know, ladies and gentlemen, public speaking is not for everyone. It's a skill. Public speaking is not for everyone. There's so many people who can be very articulate in regular conversation, but yet once you're in front of a group of people, you're in front. Of, you're like a deer in front of headlights. Okay, and it's different too. Once you're in front of a group of people talking, it's one thing. Once you're in front of a group of people and you're playing music, that changes everything. Because mm-hmm. now, more than ever, your timing is super important. Yes. Essentially, it's the only thing. To mm-hmm. me, it's timing and your ability to commit. Absolutely. That's it. Absolutely. Absolutely. But retweet on that timing part. <laughs> timing is the key. Um, and comfortability. Another thing. That's comfortability. When it came to me... Learning how to MC and mix at the same time, it started from um, pretty much me being in front of a small group of people at an event that I knew. I knew them personally. So I said, you know what? Let me give it a try. Let me grab the microphone up and give it a try. I know these people, so I'm not going to feel as embarrassed if I mess up. So, you know, I had a drink in my hand. Took a couple sips of my drink, you know what I mean? Got me in the vibe. It calmed me down, right? So I just started talking some smack, you know, some junk, you know, some cracking some jokes on the people in the audience, you know, as they're dancing and stuff like that while I'm playing certain songs. Telling them to do things and following directions and setting the vibe and the tone of the party. So I'm like, all right. It didn't go that bad. It didn't go that bad. But, you know, that was at a slower pace. I was playing music at a slower pace at that time. Now, you got to understand now, when it's prime time mm-hmm. at a party, and when we mean prime time, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about you at a club and it's 
one thirty, two o'clock. Your drinks are flowing. Prime time. Probably. This is where the big DJs are playing. You're playing at one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock. This is prime time. Excuse me. Prime time. That means all the songs you're playing better hit. Not warm up music. This is stuff to get everybody dancing and on the floor. Traditionally, that's the stuff that's already hot during that time. Yes. Whatever is hot. Recent. Exactly. That's the what most you're recent music. That's what you're playing at that time. Mm-hmm. So you got to understand that. Now, you want to keep the crowd engaged with your verbal talking. You want to keep the crowd engaged with you playing music at a quick, rapid moment where you're not letting the songs play for too long. So now you're searching music. You're cueing the music, getting it ready for everybody to hear it. In less than 30 seconds. Less than 30 (laughs) seconds. And you're talking to the crowd like introducing the, the next, next songs song. you're about to play. So now you're doing three different mind skills all at one time that people don't understand. And when one is off, people could tell. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell right away. So now what, how I had to train myself was like, okay, cool. I know what to say. All right. I know what I want to play. But now I have two hands. The microphone is in one of my hands. So now typing... You take two hands to type. Right. When it comes to mixing, you use two hands to mix. When it comes to speeding up the music, lowering the volume, speed, um, um, stopping the music, slowing down the music, you're using two hands. So if I already have a microphone in one of my hands... It's going to alter something. And that was one of the drills that I ran. I'm just like, yes. yo, if the left pioneer is working and the right one is not, mic and right hand, doing everything with the left. Mm-hmm. Switch. Everything is working on the right side now. Can you do the same thing? With your other hand. Mm. And now people have comfortability with the hand that they write with. And a lot of people, since they have comfortability with the hand that they write with, the other hand it doesn't have that same skill set. You know, majority of the human beings are not ambidextrous. They're not. So they're just going to stay comfortable with the hand that they write. So they're going to do everything important or everything comes easier with the hand that they write. So I had to train myself to throw haymakers with that offhand. Mm-hmm. To I'm throw saying. haymakers with the offhand to to pretty much learn how to mix with one hand, so that way I can maneuver myself quickly and sufficiently with one hand. So I said, "Damn, how am I gonna practice this without making that same mistake?" Because you'll cheat yourself. You know what I mean? You'll cheat yourself. You say, "Okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it," and then you just catch yourself doing it, doing it. Still, even though you don't want to do it, you just so it's, it's you're accustomed to it. Right. It becomes repetitive. It's habit. So how I trained myself, and I gave this tip to other people as well, was when I was at home, I took a cup of water. I took a cup of water. I didn't like like instead of the mic, I replaced the mic with a cup of water. Mm. You can't put a cup of water down. Can't. You can lean a cup of water. Because the minute you lean it, you, 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 the minute you put it down, you're spilling on top of your equipment. Mm-hmm. You don't want to spill anything liquid on top of your equipment. <laughs> no, sir. So now it forced me to learn how to mix with one hand. With that one cup in my hand, I'm holding that cup the entire time. As I mix it, I so, say, you know, let me do a quick little 15-minute set with the cup in my hand. And I did 30-minute set with a cup in my hand. 45-minute set with a cup in my hand. Mm. Hour set with a cup in my hand. I said, okay, now I'm getting it. Now I can move with one hand and talk the way I want to talk, move the way I want to move, and see what's going on with the crowd. Because you got to stay watching the crowd. 
certain certain genres of music, people, we can't stay too long, depending on the variety uh, of the diversity, excuse me, of the crowd that's in front of us. Some people want to hear a certain genre for an hour. Some people can only take 15 minutes of this genre, 10 minutes of this genre. You know, I'll say this, and my experience is very limited too, as, as far as the way that like we play. Mm-hmm. When I say we, I'm talking about like West Indians slash American black people in the Northeast. Yeah. You got you got you gotta throw them haymakers, bro. You got thirty seconds for each song during that prime time mm-hmm. little segment. Yeah. I've been I'll say this. For the events that I've done, like I've done place I've done some events where it's just like, you know, there's all different kinds of people. There's white people, black people, West Indian people, mm-hmm. whatever. There are certain people that want to hear the whole song. Yeah. There's others that are just like, nah, you keep juggling. Mm-hmm. Go through it. I always tell DJs, stick to what you know. Stick to what you know works. You know what I'm saying? Because the, the, that's the reason why you're there. Mm-hmm. You're there because this is what works. If you're doing a good job, and let's say, for example, like I've, I've had this situation where it would be like all the black people are dancing. Mm-hmm. All the West Indians are dancing. Mm-hmm. The white people are just chilling now. I'm just like, yo, honestly, I didn't, that's, that's not on me. I would get to y'all, but it's just like, if the majority of the party is having a good time, You're doing I right. have to focus on the majority. Yes. I have you to. You do. I can't break that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's when somebody comes up to you. <laughs> somebody comes up to you and asks you to play. They make a request of a song that's completely out of the genre that you're playing. You're going to have to wait until we leave it. <laughs> and they expect you to play it at that current moment. Mm-hmm. You can have everybody dancing to reggae. You just got into your reggae set, maybe five minutes in, and everybody's dancing and, and, and having a great time and singing along to the songs that you're playing. And somebody asks you something from left field and say, hey, can you play this country song? Um, oh, hey, can you play this house song, this house or dance song? Or can you play this, um, this salsa song or reggaeton song? And you'd be like, um, all right, I'm going to get to it later. Or you can't play it now because no. I'm about to leave. <laughs> That's, I, I've heard it all. Can you play it now because I'm about to leave? I'm sorry, right now we're not playing that type of genre. I'll get to it My later favorite on thing, because honestly, too, it's just like that's another skill you need to learn how to like have as a DJ or entertainer. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like what people don't understand when they ask for a request, you are literally stopping me from doing my job. Mm. Remember we were talking about like using two hands? Yes. I'm not using anything now. Mm-hmm. And now all my intention is on you. Yeah. You know I'm saying? So it's just like, my favorite thing is just like, give me one second. <laughs> I don't I, care what you have to say. It could be a fire. I, it, it could literally be a fire. I'm like, you have to give me a second. Mm-hmm. Do my thing. Then I'll give you my attention. Like, okay, what do you need? Mm-hmm. Get you, let you finish what you're doing at the current moment. When you got a time to spare, then you say, okay, what's up? All right, I'm going to get to you. Because I'm working. Mm-hmm. It is nothing personal. I'm not being rude. Mm-hmm. This party is priority. What you need right now, come second. Mm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Nothing more, nothing less. <laughs> so you're going to have to wait. That's a fact. That's a fact, and I agree with you. There's different ways to deal with people. Um, there's, there's even artists. Have you ever been approached by someone in the audience who's an artist? And they might come to you and say, hey, what's up, man? Certain people have etiquette. And certain people don't have the correct etiquette. Mm-hmm. They'll come up to you and say, hey, what's up, bro? I'm an artist, yo. Could you, this is my song. Can you play that for me right now? <sighs> I didn't hear it. I don't know if you got profanity. 
I don't know if it's mixed. I don't know if the crowd is going to be feeling that. If the people who booked me have a problem with that, mm-hmm. um, I would say, all right, cool. You know, you know, through experience, I've learned the key questions to ask. You know, when they approach me with that, I'm like, okay, what type of music is it? And they're like, yo, this is oh, this is hip hop, bro. Da, da, da. I said, is it clean? Is it dirty? It's like, yo, you know, it's it's it's, it's raw. You know, it's just, it's 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 trap. You feel me? I said, all right, cool. Is the these people do they know about it? Like they cool with me playing it? You spoke to them yet? Oh no, nah, I haven't spoke to them yet. That, oh, I, that's a huge one. Speak to them real quick. See what they say. If they if they cool with it, I don't mind. But I just want to make sure they cool with it so I don't get no issues from them or whatever. Right. And there's been times where they said no. Do not play this. Do shit. not play it. You know understand? Do not play it. There's times where it was even a dude in the bridal party of a wedding. He's an artist, and he wanted to surprise the bride and groom with a performance he wanted to do for them. Mm. I asked the groom. The groom said, yeah, play it. I said, you sure? He said, yeah. He started performing the song. The bride was furious. The bride was furious. And I said to her, when she came up to me, the first before she even started talking to me, I said, the groom told me to play it. <laughs> Just That's like it. that. Your husband told right. me to play it. He said, he told you to play it? I said, yes. He told me to play it. I don't even know this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know this guy. Okay, 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 okay. And then she gave him she Hell. gave him the earful. Because she was about to come give me the earful. Like, no. Give him the earful. But you right. know what's you know what's funny in, in those kind of situations too. Even 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 when I know I do not want to play the song, I'll give the artist a chance. You know, at minimum, at minimum, mm-hmm. I'll tell them like, look, I'm not playing that tonight, but I'll do this. If I'm at this spot every week, I said, send me your music through here. You know what I mean, we'll talk. Give me your number. I'll give it a shot. But I'm gonna let you know now. If I don't like it, I'm not gonna play it. That's not disrespect. Mm. It just may not be for me and what I do. Mm. That's that. Mm. That doesn't mean that you that there is no space for you. Doesn't mean that there isn't a lane for you. That, that, that doesn't mean that people are not gonna like it. But for what I do, yeah, doesn't fit what I do. But I'll still give you the shot. That's it. That's a, that's a respectable way to go about it. Um, has has that been like has the artist been receptive? Yeah, we've yeah. done that before. I have times where like there's people trying to push me like yeah, but you could just play it real quick. I'm like I know I can play it real quick, but I'm not gonna do that right now. Mm. I don't know what you're giving me. You know, believe it or not, you might think that I'm just playing music up here, but I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been dealing with this music for years on end, for months on end. Mm-hmm. A lot of this stuff is premeditated. Mm-hmm. It's, it's premeditated, like, improvisation. Yeah. You're throwing a monkey wrench into my whole situation. I don't know who you are. I don't know if, you music, if your music is mixed or mastered. I don't know if, I, if they know you and they don't want to hear your shit. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's nothing personal towards you and your artistry. I have a job to do. I have a reputation to protect. And at the end of the, at the end of the day, I'm not saying that you are not qualified for me to play it. Mm-hmm. I just have to screen it. Everything I'm playing right now has been screened. Yeah, you know the songs. You know when to mix it, how to mix it, and if to play it for that particular crowd that you're in front of. Right. It's true. Um, there are plenty of hip hop artists, upcoming hip hop artists, trap artists who do not understand that, who do not even want to hear something of that sort. 
unfortunately. They expect the fact that they pull up to the club, they're popping bottles, spending money, their songs are supposed to get heard. And by the way, too, that service of a DJ spinning your record or breaking a record, that, that does not come free. <clears throat> I'm glad you know that. I, listen, it does <laughs> I'm not glad come you free. know that. I'm saying, and, and a lot of people don't understand that on the outside. You're supposed to be very courteous, right, and and very grateful for DJ playing the records. And actually, you're supposed to tip the DJ. You're supposed to tip him when he's playing your record. You're supposed to tip him. He's playing your record in the club, bro. Now, if he knows you're an artist, he knows of your caliber already prior. Yeah, he's gonna be happy to play your music. Like, oh, you're here, you're in the building. He's gonna be happy to play your music because he knows your caliber, he knows what you're worth. But if it's the first time you're meeting a dude, not saying that you like you said, not saying that his music is is not up to par. It's just that we're just taking a chance on playing the music. You know what I mean? There's a way to go about it. You know what I mean? He's supposed to ask him, introduce yourself. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Compliment the DJ for what he's doing at the current time and see if he's able to do it. You know what I mean? Some guys might let you. Some guys might not because it goes against what they premeditated for that night, what they're doing. You know what I mean? It messes up their flow, their vibe, so, which I can agree with you, Matt. You know what I mean? So for any artists that are out there and you walk up to a DJ in the club and um, you would like him to play your music, there's things that come behind it. You might have the opportunity for him to play it. He might not. But if he does decide to play your track, you better need, you better to the DJ. You need to. <laughs> you better tell him, like, yo, I appreciate you playing my song. Here you go, brother. <laughs> like, here you go. Here's a tip. You want something from the bar? <laughs> you, you want to drink? Something. You want Corona? You want, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, something like but that. But it's just like, even... um, Here's another thing, too. I've had situations where, like, other, other artists would try to sell me on, like, Yo, bro, I'm going to be lit, or this is going to work. It's just like, fam, be that as it may, it might be true, it might not be. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I don't operate off of hypotheticals. I need guarantees. Mm. So if I play your record, and I have this conversation all the time on this podcast, what is me playing your record, a no-name DJ, I mean a no-name artist, what is that going to do for me specifically? Mm. It could be as little as the audience is, is hype now. That has done something for my job right here, right now. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, don't sell hypotheticals. What are you getting? You know what I'm saying? You're right. So it's either a monetary thing. It's either a guaranteed look or something. Something has to be guaranteed. I can't work with a hypotheticals, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, it got to be beneficial for you. Some way, somehow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The only people that I will really do it for the love for, like my people. Yeah. I don't know you. People you know personally. I don't know you, and I'm not. I'm not saying that I, I can. I can never rock with you. That I can never get with it. But in this very moment, in this split moment, in this split decision, I don't know who you are. And you can throw me all the money you want. Mm. I still got to screen it. Mm-hmm. I don't got that much time. If I'm juggling every thirty seconds, I don't yeah. got that time, bro. Yeah. Throw in a flash drive, cue it up, listen to it. Mm-hmm. I don't got that time. <laughs> not during the party time. I don't got that time. But <laughs> there, time. there, there is absolutely an etiquette for new artists. To have DJs play your song. At yeah. minimum, what you probably should do is just like, yo, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I fuck with you. I see that you that you here with the people and everything. Here's my contact. Blah, blah, blah. Try to break in this new record. I want to talk, like, yeah. promotion or something like that. Yeah. Or at, at least allow the DJ to hear it. Don't, don't put the pressure on me while I'm trying to play. Yeah. It's probably not the best idea. There's one time that an artist... He did reach out to me prior, um, prior to the party, 
he saw me on the flyer. He knew I was going to be there. And um, he did reach out to me. He said, hey, what's up? What's going on, DJ? Um, you know, I see you're going to be at this party tonight. Um, I know you're probably going to have a great set. I'm this type of artist. I have this new single that I'm promoting. Um, I was hoping maybe you could possibly play this song tonight. Hey, take a listen. Let me know your feedback. Blah, 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 blah. And I said, okay, I respect that. Check it out. Listen to it. Wasn't a bad track. I said, all right. I could probably throw this into a segment if mm -hmm. I get a chance. And I let him know. I said, listen, if I have the opportunity to play this genre of music, I'll throw your track inside of it. Right? If I have the opportunity to play this genre of music. But I'll be honest with you. If the DJ before me plays a whole set of that genre of, your, of, that genre of music, I'm not going to be able to play it because the crowd is not going to want to hear that genre for that long. It's not even a crowd. You got to make the judgment call. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I'm not going backwards. Mm -hmm. I got to go forward. Yeah. You got to change up the flow. You got to, you're playing for the party. You know what I mean? Playing for the party. You're not playing for one particular person. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing too with DJs. DJs got to stop playing for their egos. They're playing for their egos. People got to understand that promoters book you because they know that you're talented. They want their party to be great. That's why they reached out to you significantly and hired you significantly for this event. They expect you to deliver, you know, your service to the best of your abilities. And for that, the audience, the crowd that they bring to the event to have fun. You, all of you guys are working together. So if one DJ plays this amount of music, right, you can either piggyback off of it, depending on how short he played that genre, or you can go a different route to get the crowd hype. Because a lot of people are thinking that, you know what, they're the best DJ because they play the top 40. No, that's not how it works. The best DJ is the person that keeps the crowd the most enthused. That's that, what people are and not that's getting. that's the DJ that can honestly react. You can leave the room, you can react. Exactly. You want to keep everybody You can take enthused. risk too. That's a, that's a big thing for like me when I watch other DJs. Mm -hmm. Does that person take risk or does he play, does he play safe? Yeah, the traditional stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a couple people who take risk. I've seen... I've seen, to name some guys out there in the New York area, um, shout out to um, Polish. I've seen DJ Polish take risks, throw some, some curveballs at, at events and got some reactions. And, and I, I really appreciate the fact that he played some curveballs. Mm -hmm. Like he showed me that he has a real diverse library. Um, I've seen True Blends. That's a friend of mine. True too. Blends is the yo yo. True Blends. I'm trying to get True balls. Blends on here eventually, but True Blends is the man. Yo, every time I hear True Blends play, I'm like, yo, bro, what the fuck, man? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. As another DJ, I'm like, yo, this dude is killing. Like, yeah, can cut up like a motherfucker. Uh huh. Can take risk. Uh huh. He's very Chico, talented. Bro. Very Chico. talented. Um, you know, Mars is another good guy as mm -hmm. well. That's a brother right there. Um. I've seen these guys throw curveballs at spots. You know, you got to you gotta be not afraid to take risks. You got to commit to it. Yeah. Same thing with, with talking in the mic. If you throw a curveball and it's not going the way that you want it to go, you got to commit to it. Just keep going. But then again, that also comes, like, again, when you throw a curveball, your ability to react is very important. Mm -hmm. 
if you have a whole list of 12 songs full of curveballs, mm-hmm. maybe it might only work for two. Yeah. Get out of it. Like, right now. <laughs> uh-huh. Get out of it right now. Like, right, 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 right now. But um, that also goes to, like, the palette of the audience, too. It's just, like, I've been in certain parties where it's just, like, it seems like the, the palette of this audience is super general. Mm-hmm. They don't want any curveballs. Mm-hmm. They don't want that. They just want to hit a traditional... And it's it's sad to say that with the community that's having the most parties, I would say, um, that's having the most parties to book uh, us DJs as far as Caribbean DJs. And um, and what I mean by Caribbean DJs, I don't want people to feel as though that we're only catered to reggae soca. You understand? Um, us Caribbean DJs, I consider us a Caribbean DJs able to play a vast amount of music. And comprehend and understand a vast amount of music more than people who are not from the Caribbean. Like I feel as though people who able to speak another language have an advantage. Those are the most lethal people. Yeah, have an advantage. Honestly, if you can speak Spanish, Mm -hmm. I think you're probably the most lethal DJ there is. (laughs) And and I'm I'm speaking from like the Northeast. I have like a Northeast bias. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like yo, if I'm saying if if you can speak Spanish. You can know all your all your like bachata, merengue. Mm-hmm. You can know all of that. Salsa. You can mm-hmm. also jump to dance hall if you really wanted to. Yeah. You can learn all of that shit too. Yeah. You can learn all of the American top forty stuff. Mm-hmm. You can know everything if you really wanted to. And it's just like it's for me, my favorite kind of DJ are like the open format ones. Yes. You can play whatever, mm-hmm. whenever. So anytime I hear a DJ, it's just like I love I love like the traditional stuff. I also Love the surprise. I love the contrast, which is super important. Mm-hmm. To me, that also makes a great DJ. If somebody's just playing dance hall, you don't have to come on and do the same thing. Yeah. You can go completely... Go left. <laughs> you can go completely left. And it, it could be left and not be a curveball. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I, last night, last night I've, was, um, I had the opportunity to play on um, a Zoom party. Shout out to um, DJ El Bully and Mr. Crumb. They do a Zoom party every Wednesday. Uh, party and bullshit that I was um, able to be on yesterday, which was cool. Um, we had diverse DJs on. It was myself, um, Backyard Promotions, and um, DJ Lady Drea, right? I need, and, I need Lady Drea, Drea on here, too. Yeah, shout out way. to Lady Drea. She's um, one of the newest members of the union, mm-hmm. the union DJs. Um, and uh, a lot of people uh, recognize her for her soca mm-hmm. and her reggae sets. But um, yesterday, you know, I was playing Afrobeats. I was playing... I tied a compa. I was playing um, some soca as well. So now when she came on, she came on with hip hop. And again, people reg- sign- signify her for soca. So when you see different DJs mm-hmm. coming out of their comfort zone, playing different genres of music, this is what I like to see. Because now you're not labeled as a soca DJ. You're a reggae DJ. You're a compa DJ. You're a no, DJ. You're period. a DJ, Period. And speaking of that too, speaking of Lady Drea as well too, I remember there was somebody that introduced Lady Drea and, and then as they introduced her, they said that she's the best female DJ. So I'm just like... Ugh. you, Yeah, you're categorizing her as just a female DJ. No, for, for me, I just don't... I, I, I would rather not... It's two things. I don't call women females. Women are women. Yeah. Number two, in my eyes, you're a DJ. Mm-hmm. You just also happen to be a female. Yeah. So if I were to introduce you, I'm not, I'm not splitting hairs and saying that you're a female DJ. I'm, nah, you're a DJ. Mm-hmm. Your standard of 
Like, your ability to play is just as high as anybody else. Correct. I don't care. Can mm-hmm. you play or can you not play? That's it. That's it. That's what that matters. Boy, girl, gay, straight, whatever. It does not matter. Good looking, bad looking, short, tall, can slim, you play? fat. Doesn't matter. Can you play? <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. All that matters is that are you going to get the crowd hype? Are you going to do what you're supposed to do? Are you going to do what you're booked for? Right. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's all that matters, so man. Any, anytime I see a woman DJ... Oh, man. I had I had a lot of situations where I was severely disappointed. Mm. Severely. Mm-hmm. And this might... I could be completely wrong. Mm-hmm. I could be a completely wrong. I do have this suspicion and this feeling that the bar is lowered for women DJs. Um, I agree with you. And I'm only judging that based on my experience of hearing them play. And okay. I'm saying this. If I were to come on and do that same set... I will be thrown out the party Jazzy Jeff style. Mm-hmm. Jazzy Jeff style. <laughs> nah, real shit. Flown out. I got you thrown out. So, anytime I hear, like, if I even just see a woman DJ, I'm just like, like, yo, please, please be excellent. Mm-hmm. I want you to be good. I want you to kill. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I hope it's not a situation where it's just like, oh, she's a woman. This is a good look. She looks good. She could bring people to the party. She can't really play that well, though. That doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. I, I, and it's sad to say that um, there are DJs who are on top who do not have that hunger anymore. They do not have the fire in their eyes where it doesn't interest them to come into the club and play a set that's gonna be remembered. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're coming to the club and worried about the crowd feeling them or not. There's some people who they reach a level in their career where they said that, you know what, I don't got nothing to prove no more. I'm just gonna play any rinky dink songs. I'm just gonna play the top 40. I'm not really gonna try to mix. I'm not really gonna try to interact with the crowd like that. They're just gonna come in and get their check and dip. Don't get it twisted. It's well, good to fuck shit up and leave. I love that mentality. But if you're going to come fuck shit up, fuck shit up, bro. Like, put some enthusiasm with it. There's some guys who got to that level and they lost their hunger. So I'm like, I say to myself, yo, bro, you know how many DJs are dying to be on the level that you are, who are, who are working at these little spots trying to get to the money bracket? That you are in, trying to charge the price that you can charge, mm-hmm. and then you coming up here, everybody's waiting and sitting down and 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 just watching you, trying to get a picture with you, you know what I mean? Trying to post you up on their stories for you just to come in and give a lazy ass job, bro. That's something that I hate to see. Like it saddens me when I see these guys with these big statuses. Come in and give effortless jobs. They don't give a fuck about the art. Effortless jobs. Like, because that's like, where I'm at first. I, I love the art of DJing first and foremost. Getting paid for it, the pictures and the celebrity, that comes damn near dead last. That's mm-hmm. last. Mm-hmm. Can you play? Mm-hmm. 
you also mentioned something too about people taking pictures. I swear to God, too, especially with twenty twenty and all of these like people dying and celebrities dying and people losing family members and shit like that. I swear to God, people take pictures with celebrities and you and I and everything. I swear they only do that for the day that you die. Like, like, damn, I used to know him. I was just thinking about him yesterday. <laughs> damn, it's just like a, it was. This was last week. I took this picture. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying like it's it's that's that's like a, a morbid way of me thinking and shit like that. But I don't know, man. <laughs> the pictures. Yeah, no, I'm dead serious. I'm just like, you want to take this picture so you could be like, when I die, be like, yeah, I used to, I, I was just with him the other day. <laughs> when you actually wasn't. So just for that, I'm going to put my middle finger up in this picture. <laughs> so that way everybody knows that I'm saying, fuck you, don't post this shit. Because when I do die, you ain't know me. He wasn't thinking about me. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie. <laughs> Yo. You fronting for the gram. Stop, stop fronting for the gram. Yo. But, Jumping into um a different subject, you're your 35th? Yeah. It was fucking lit. Oh, thank you, brother. Thank you, thank you. Got a lot of compliments for that. Bro, I have not been to a party in a very, very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And my whole career is surrounded around parties. Yeah. I've not been to a party where everything was free, including the hookah. The hookah, yeah. The, <laughs> yo, me and Blackout pulled up. It was like, yo, how much How much is the hookah? They're like, the hookah is free. Me and Blackout, our eyes lit yeah. up. We was like, what? Yeah, I paid for that. Yeah, it was, man, it was... listen. <laughs> I thought the hook was free. I was like, "Oh shit, it's lit." Everybody got. Everybody was like, "Yo!" Everybody was saying that, like, "Yo, you know what?" People, you know, you do private events at halls. You know, you get okay free entry. Of course, it's a private event, and then, you know, okay food. You know what I mean? Sometimes a bar. You know what I mean? But nobody has ever really done an event where they gave you free hookah. Nah, I wanted to do that because, like I said, I wanted to celebrate life, man. This year was another milestone year in my life. And um, with everything that has happened through the pandemic and so many lives of friends and family that everyone lost, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? We got to appreciate life. And that's like one of the reasons why um, I made it a luau theme. Like it was an all white luau theme. If you saw some of the decorations, it's like, you know, like like lays and floral stuff around the area. Like, and the reason why that, because I always believe in um, appreciating the people here. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like you said, uh, people always want to say this and that when you die. Why must it take when the person dies to celebrate for you to appreciate them, Mm -hmm. celebrate them? You know what I mean? And the funny thing is that you see me here on a regular basis. I'm going to acknowledge you. Acknowledge me here while I'm here. So Mm -hmm. I want to give people flowers and acknowledge them while they're here, not when they're gone. Like... I see you around. Yo, what's up? What's good? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What's popping? Yo, all right, cool. No doubt. Network. Let's link. Ah, ah, ah. Whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? So, like, it was a milestone. Yes, I was like, you know what? Let me celebrate this. If I got the opportunity to celebrate, let's celebrate. Let's do it up. And I said it before the pandemic. I said to myself that, you know, I do the club thing. I throw parties for my birthday, charge, whatever the case may be. But I said to myself that regardless, this year, I was going to do a private event. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if the clubs was open, I was going to do a club event. But the private event was going to be more, you know, invite people I know, whatever the case may be. But since everything that happened, all the clubs closed down, I said, I'm just going to do my my private event regardless. Bro, it was great. Yeah. It was great. By the way, when I go... If my if my demise comes earlier than projected, mm-hmm. please have some free hookah at my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> free hookah and make sure my body is not there. Just have a good time. That's all I care about, bro. Mm, Just literally time. celebrate my life. Celebrate your life, yeah. Free entry, mm-hmm. whatever. Don't mourn. Celebrate. Celebrate, man. Mm-hmm. That's it. 
that shit was amazing. And that was your 35th too, right? 35th, yeah. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank and you. I appreciate you for having me there too. Like that kind of stuff I never take for granted, you mm-hmm. know? And I always tell other artists this. I'm like, yo, they could have had anybody else. Mm-hmm. They could have had anybody else. They saw something in you and decided to also not only invite you there, but to pay you to be there. Yeah. You better do your goddamn thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You better do your thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I told you that from when I met you um, at the um, at the school event for um, in Long Island for mm-hmm. um, um, I forgot the academy name, but it's like some graduation thing or something. Yeah, like yeah. That, right? Ceremony, ceremony for um, that particular school. And when you when you came and I heard you play, right, I was like, wow. You know what I'm saying? As a as a musician, you know, as a musician, as an entertainer, you know what I'm saying? I, like I'm I'm watching you play. I'm like, are you really talented, bro? And like, and I noticed your diversity, mm-hmm. and that's the biggest thing with me is diversity. Like, there's some dudes are ill. Okay, you're ill at this particular genre, but what happens when you go outside the genre? What else can you do? What else can you do? Mm-hmm. Like, th- th- that's the biggest thing with me. Like, you would see certain certain DJs and stuff like that who are good at this genre, but what happens when Somebody plays that genre. What are you gonna do now? And it's funny that you mentioned that too. It's just like um, when it comes to like violin skill alone, I am not the best violinist by any means. I know that, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like what makes me super lethal as a performer is the fact that I could DJ. Mm. Out, like with that alone, I can already step out the box. There's so much more that I understand than other musicians. Mm-hmm. Just having the ability to essentially like control bodies. Mm. I can read the room. We can read the room. We're yes. DJs first. Yeah. You know, so it's just like in my head, it's just like no matter what I do, make sure that the people are entertained. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Creativity. That's you it. Got, you got you got to you have your creativity aspect on a different level. That's different from the other violinists. Um when it comes to being a violinist now, right? Mm-hmm. Being known by so many people, um, and um, have everyone has anyone ever compared you to other aspiring violinists or other popular violinists? Um, have you guys ever reached out to done anything to collaboration, or is that an interest of yours? Or okay, you loaded the question. So has anybody <laughs> ever has anybody ever compared me to another yeah. violinist? Yes, they have. I hate it. Oh, you hate it. Okay, you know what I'm saying. I hate it personally. It's like it's like a a mat to mat thing. I hate it only because it's just like, yo, you do know that you're gawking over another instrumentalist, another violinist, another musician in front of me. Mm. I thought you was just approaching me because you loved me. Maybe it's an ego thing. I don't know. <laughs> but I just know that it's just like if I'm gonna approach you, right, I'm not gonna be like, yo, you're killing you're doing your thing. But there's this other DJ, DJ so and so, yo, he's so amazing. You know? It's just it's like true. it's just like all right. It's true. It's true. It's it's kind of uh, it's true. It's true. Inappropriate. And they'll and they'll say like, oh, do you know him? You know that's that's no. the thing they'll say. Do you know that? They're like you're dope. You're a dope DJ level. But do you know him? You know what I'm saying? They'll say, do you know DJ? What you call it? Yeah, he's good too, right? You know what I mean? They'll he's say things amazing. Of that amazing. Like he did X Y Z, blah blah blah. It's like, oh no, I worked with that person before. It's like, oh, yeah. you did? Yeah. But that person is still just amazing <laughs> out of this world. I'm just like, oh god. That's how it usually goes, for real, for real. But you know, I, I give people the benefit of the doubt. A lot of people are just regular, everyday. Civilians. They they don't understand the game. They don't understand the hustle. They don't understand the etiquette when it comes from one musician to the other. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? It's just like, I don't take it personal. I don't. 
it's not you. I know that you don't understand. I know that you don't know me. And I know that you're only just probably just trying to be polite and just nice. Yeah, of course. So, you know, I just, I just, I just take it with a grain of salt. I play the game. And you don't take it personal. I don't. I really don't. I try my best not to. I try my best to separate my facts and feelings all the time. Uh-huh. I'm saying you also asked another half of, uh, you had another half of that question. Yeah. Have you ever collaborated or do you wish to collaborate with anyone in particular? I do it all the time. And that's part, that's part of like this whole platform that I'm, that I'm building now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like through our musicianship, I feel like we have so much more to offer than just our talents. Mm. We have stories, mm-hmm. as we just told about people saving us. We have life experiences. Mm-hmm. We have our own personal feelings, our own love and hates. And to me, when I, when I speak to other musicians, that's what I want to know about. I don't give a damn about what, what key you're playing in. Oh, you went to the, to the one, to the fifth. I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. Who are you? I'm talking to you. The person behind I'm talking to the person. I'm mm-hmm. not talking to the musician. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's just like, for me, I just feel like there's so much more magic and gold and, and dynamic there. Our musicianship is only a very small fragment of who we really are. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. And I, I always just like, love to dig into the good, bag, the good, bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. You know? And from there, that's what makes musicians to me dope. I'm yeah, that's like, different. That's different. Yeah. That's deep. The person behind behind the instrument <laughs> is just as important as the person that you see performing. To me, it's the most important because it's just like, how did you get here? Mm-hmm. And don't tell me just from locking yourself in a practice room because I know that's bad. <laughs> who broke your heart? That's, that's what I want to know. You know what I'm saying? Like, who cheated on you? Who lied to you? You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to know that I really want to get into that conversation. Yeah. That's what intrigues me. That's the reason why I have like the Matt Violence podcast and I have the Extra Fire segment. And that's the reason why I collab with other, other musicians and everything. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I always talk to other musicians about, and I know I don't have to tell you about this because you you a legend in the game. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Once I told people, I, I, like, I'm like, yo, I met this dude, Haitian Lover. They're like, oh, hey, you met Haitian, Haitian Lover? Yo, he's a legend, bro. You might want <laughs> Yeah, right. I'm not, yo, I'm dead not joking, bro. I'm not joking. I swear to God, I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just like I always tell other musicians, I'm just like, yo, your value is based on where you set it at. Mm-hmm. You're right. The clients do not set that. The clients have budgets. You have value mm-hmm. because you created, you worked on it, you dedicated your entire life to it. To it. Mm-hmm. You set where your value is at. Yeah. Nothing more, nothing less. That's a fact. And that's that. That's a fact. That is that. That's a fact. That's a fact. And that's how we grow. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Certain things, once you feel as though you get to a certain level that you want to charge, who would you charge? You know what I mean? You charge what you charge for a particular reason. You know what I mean? Nobody can tell you what your worth is. Right. You decide what is your worth. You know what I mean? There's certain things that you might willing to bend and accept, you know, depending on who's it coming from and what opportunities it might open up for you or what, you know, what is the beneficiary in a particular situation. Um, but again, you set your own value. You know what I mean? You have to know your own value um, when it comes to certain things, certain events that um, you might turn down. Right. Because you might look at it as not something that's beneficial for you, that's not going to help you financially, it's not going to help you get to the next level either. So there's certain things that you turn down. Like I had to realize that. It wasn't until another big DJ told me that. He was like, how um, there's certain spots that he's not paying. Like, like, I'm not going to go to the spot of DJ. And I was like, yo, what are you talking about, bro? Like, all right, he's he's cutting you a check, bro, to play there. He's not making you play there for free. 
Right. He's like, nah, bro. He said, it's not. There's certain places where I don't, I refuse to play anymore. I was like, why? He says, because when you reach a certain level in your life and you start networking with people on a higher level, right, they look at your resume. And um, when you want to show that you're worth higher now, they're going to look at what you have accomplished in the past. Mm-hmm. And if you're asking for a particular lump sum of money and they say, wait a second, they do research and be like, yo, you played at this little hole in the wall spot and you asking me for this much money. What shows me that you're worth that much money? And I'm going to stop it right there. Your worth is not necessarily based on... Okay, I'm going to say this. Mm-hmm. The amount of money that you ask for is really just based on how can you leverage what you're asking for to the client. Mm-hmm. If you're charging $15,000... Mm-hmm. 35 seconds of DJing or playing. <laughs> what can you show or what does that client know about you that proves that you are worth that much money yeah. that they should pay you that? Mm-hmm. And just because they don't pay you that doesn't mean that you're not worth that. Yeah, That's not what that means. Mm-hmm. That means that that person just probably just can't afford it right now mm-hmm. or they don't see it. For me, it's like it's my goal to figure out a way to make it known that this is what I'm charging. This is the reason why I'm charging it. This is what you're getting. It's, I'm, I'm in this soca dance hall hip hop R&B realm you can't get that from everybody you can't get that from every violinist and I know that because I know these other violinists you know what I'm saying uh-huh. use what you have to leverage what you want that's a fact and I think that's where it really comes what it comes down to you know and I'm gonna say this now like I keep speaking this into existence like when I make my first million millions uh-huh. I'm, I'm telling people now I didn't make this money because I said yes to everything Mm-hmm. I made it because I said no to a lot more than I said yes to. Mm. Because if I said yes to everything, I would have been worn down to the ground. Dead. Yeah. yeah. And that's that. You know I, I, be- I believe you. Like I, I can suck your dedication. Look at your, <laughs> look at your head. My, my, <laughs> oh, nah. You don't want to talk about this. <laughs> nah. nah this, this was something crazy. Yo, I did your event with a broken hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you told me when I was trying to give you power. You was like, yo, my hand is sensitive right yeah, now, bro. No, it, bro, my <laughs> shit was swelled up like a potato. Yeah, it was, was swelled up. Yeah. And you bro, still did your thing. You still events. did your thing, bro. You still did your thing. Hands down. With a swell, with a swell hand and whatnot, you still did your thing. I've... There's times I've done parties and and and, and my I've sick I've been sick, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when it, there's certain parties where I say, you know what, they really need me here. Like I did a wedding and I wasn't feeling well, you know what I mean? Where my voice was 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 going, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I had to ask somebody, okay, what's a quick remedy I can take to you know sustain my voice for you know four hours, five hours real quick, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. help me out. It's like oh here, drink ginger, drink, you know his. His 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 rum with, with with salt in it, you know what I'm saying? All of these little home remedies they were giving me mm-hmm. to help my voice, you know what I mean? Because I knew that I had to project my voice and talk, you know what I mean? Even though I wasn't feeling well, mm-hmm. you know, to make sure I had my tea and my hot tea next to me. I'm sipping my tea every, you know what I'm saying? Every like every two minutes, I'm taking a sip of my tea and just you know keeping it to the point and still doing the job that we got to do. The sacrifices that we make because of the fact that we want. We are very, we are very um, dedicated to our craft, to what we do. You know what I mean? And, you know, speaking of dedication, too, like the um, the Chadwick Boseman like passing situation. Yeah, bro. Sad. Yes, 
initially, it's sad. This man was diagnosed, what, what did they say, stage three? Colon cancer. No, but he was diagnosed at stage three. Yeah, stage three, yeah. So it was already a wrap for him. And bro, like, speak about dedication, like, doing this even when you're not in good health. Yeah. Even when you can't think straight, you're just still going. Uh-huh. I'm like, bro, that's when you know when you are or are not built for whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. It, and, and, and it was right after, it was right after the Black Panther movie, it started to take a turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after it was like maybe a year after it was released, it was a wrap. It started. That's when it started to take a turn for the worse. And there was one interview. I'm not too sure if you saw it. This quick interview. It's like, oh, so what's up with Black Panther number two? Like Black Panther two. He's like, I'm no, dead. I'm, I'm I'm gonna be dead by that time. He said, I'm dead. You know, he said about it. Like he said, I'm, I'm dead. dead. That's it. That's what he said. I'm dead. He's like, it's like, ha. And the newscasters and guests like, I'm. She's like, ha 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 ha. He's like, no, nah, I'm dead. I'm dead. Like. Like, he already knew it, but he wasn't really wanting to... He did not share it with the community. And then when they started to see him lose weight Mm -hmm. drastically, people were cracking jokes and making fun of him. And like, wow, why is he lose so much weight? And I don't know how true it is or not, but um, allegedly, like, he, like, turned off... He disabled his comments and everything. Like, when he posted the picture, then he eventually took it down. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know because I wasn't following him at that time. Like mm-hmm. I, I never I never really followed him or anything like that. Okay. But it also made me think too and it's just like, yo, to other artists and other musicians, you don't got to explain shit to nobody. No, you don't. You don't have to do that. You don't. Just listen. I've had people try to give me advice on what I should and should not do. These people have never picked up a violin a day in their fucking life. Mm. They've never been anywhere remotely close to where I've been. Mm -hmm. You're trying to tell me what I should and should not do. Mm -hmm. Bro, you're a teacher. And that does not mean that your advice is inaccurate. I also know that experience is the best teacher. Mm -hmm. You have none. Okay. Why am I listening to you? Why am I even talking to you about this? (laughs) Why am I sharing my journey with you? Mm -hmm. I, I feel my feels. Wherever my journey is leading me, that's where I'm going. I could be broke. I could be dead. I could have a broken fucking hand. Mm-hmm. It does not matter. I am going where I see fit. Yeah. That's it. And Chadwick Boseman was like a like an example of that. He didn't say anything to anybody. We don't really know why. Yeah. We don't know why because we don't know him. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, yo, he continued to like work. Put out amazing he, stuff to the best his, of his ability. Yeah, exactly. Do as much as he can in the time that he had. And... Based on what I saw, he did an amazing job. Amazing. Killed it. Yeah, people no didn't, pun intended. People didn't people didn't see his resume. I, I saw his resume with that whole what was that? What was that was it the Booker? Booker? What was even the movie? Um I'm super naive when it comes to movies, so oh, that's okay. the wrong person. But yeah, he, he he was a very talented person, but they he didn't get recognized until Black Panther. Black mm-hmm. Panther was the role that really pushed him over the top for everybody to recognize who he is. But he had other big roles in other movies as well. I'm tired of explaining myself, bro. I tell people, like, you don't have to explain it to everybody. They don't have to get it. Yeah, they don't have to understand. Just do the fucking job. Yeah. You know what you have to do. Do what you gotta do. That's the same reason why people don't want to expose, um, or not expose, but I would say just share all the things that they do on social media. <laughs> Everything you do, I, I'm I'm using the bathroom. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm cooking something to eat. Like there's certain things you want to share with the world. It's just cool. It's great, but you don't have to share everything you do. You don't. Everything you do on social media, you, do you don't. No, you do not. It's a platform to help you, but you don't have to do everything that you don't have to live your life on social media. 
Live your life. Whatever you decide to share on social media is your business. But live your life first. Because any day now, social media can crumble. And you know, any it's, day. It's, it's funny because you walked into my studio. You walked in and we were watching um, Def, Def Comedy Jam. Yes. And you just said live your life first. The reason why I love Def Comedy Jam, not only is it authentic still to this, to this day, mm-hmm. but it was at a time where social media didn't exist. And when the room erupted, it's a room of people having a good time first. Absolutely. People are not like uptight. They weren't really uptight. But it's just like when, when that moment happened, everybody went crazy. Everybody went crazy. Yeah. There was no fear of, of you know, somebody posting you or, you know what I mean, becoming a meme or some mm-hmm. shit like that. There's no fear of that. None of it. I came out to have a good time, first and foremost. That's it. You know what I'm saying? That's it. So, yo, I forgot my point because my fucking... Camera just overheated, but it's all good. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. It's, it's cool. Good. It's cool. We 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 spoke a lot. We spoke about a lot of things today. No, we really did on the podcast a lot, a lot, yeah, man. So I mean, we can wrap it up, man. It's not really a problem. So you know, give them your twitters and your instagrams and everything. Yo, um, you're truly Haitian lover here. You can find me on Instagram at Haitian Lover. You can follow me on SoundCloud. Watch the mixes on SoundCloud. Um, shout out to my. My um my podcast on Spotify as well called I'm Just Saying, um show shout out to Kevin Lee and um Miss Bad, um you can catch me on all platforms man and I'm um, I appreciate me having the opportunity to come here this evening and do this podcast with you my brother Matt you know um talented brother well spoken <laughs> very articulate and intelligent you would have Today, never you would have never to, thought I was stuttering over a to, mic <laughs> years ago and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Today I got to meet the person behind the violin, and he's just as he's just as significant um, as his talents. Trust me, he's even more significant than his talent. Thank you. Thank so um, I appreciate you, brother. And you know, this is the first of many ventures we hope in the future. Bro, you're about to be on the next strings attached. <laughs> Let me know. We I'm here. Oh, we gonna we gonna talk. I'm, once I'm we here. cut this shit off, we gonna talk. Bro. We gonna I'm talk. here. Yeah, man, Matt Violinist Podcast, DJ Haitian Lover, you already know what it is. I'll catch y'all next time. We out of here.